Welcome to a special edition of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, in collaboration with Grow Your Biz, an international organization that supports female entrepreneurs through peer-to-peer -peer advisory boards. And with me today, I'd like to introduce you to Bobby Joe Matheson, who is an experienced tattoo artist with training as a permanent makeup artist and paramedical applications. She is the founder and instructor at the College of Body Art in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and owner of Creative Inc. Body Studio. Bobby Jo is a proud Beaver First Nation NAB member. She is a recipient of the Leading Edge Award from the local Chamber of Commerce. And Bobby Jo is best described as a serial entrepreneur and an active member in a Grow Your Biz board. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. You know what, I have to say that as a supporter of obviously the visual arts and personal interpretation, I've really been looking forward to hearing your story and how you became involved as being a tattoo artist. Uh, it was actually, it was not a conscious decision. I guess I've always been artistic. Our whole family is artistic. Uh, but I kind of just fell into it. It wasn't a, it wasn't, wasn't a conscious plan of my life. I actually wanted to be a lawyer my whole life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually the, the career plan I had for myself ever um, since I was young. I, was young. Uh, I actually was at a birthday party for my brother. And um, being an artist, you kind of always have it in the back of your mind that you could get into art, uh, sorry, tattooing, but um, it's a really hard industry to get into if you don't really know anybody in the industry uh, or a way to get your foot in the door. So um, my brother had this um, tattoo party at his house and uh, I said to him, hey, let me try this. And uh, my brother loves me and I'm a brat. So he let me tattoo him. And that was my- Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't permanent. Tattoos, a couple initials, but I ended up covering it up later. But, um, anyways, uh, the tattoo artist at the time was very experienced and he was professional and clean and everything. Um, and uh, he called me a natural and gave me my first machine and told me where to order, and away I went. Wow, so, yeah, I actually started, uh, I tattooed from my home for about four and a half years. And then it got it got really busy, and uh, it got to the point where I was starting to to not know the people that were being referred to me or who mm -hmm. they were referred by. Right. So, I it started to get a little uncomfortable at that point where where people, these strangers were coming to my home, and right. uh, yeah. So then I just decided to make the I decided that hey maybe it was time to move this out of my home so. I started looking for office spaces. I was, that was my original plan was just to get a, a, a small one office um, area in Grand Prairie. And unfortunately, the, the spaces that were uh, suitable for Alberta Health Services wouldn't rent to a tattoo artist seven years ago in Grand Prairie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the ones that would uh, did not have hardwood floors and they didn't have sinks in the rooms. So I, I kind of had a dilemma. What do I do? Do I do, do I go big or do I go home? Well, I just, right. I just, I had just come from home, so I don't want to go back there. Right. Uh, so I sat down with my family and um, I have a large uh, family and a very strong support system with my, my mom and my son and uh, various relatives. And I sat down with them and I said, okay, well, what do I do? Do I, do we do this or do I open up a shop or what? And uh, 
so yeah, Creative Inc. was born. Um, wow. Yeah, so I started that uh, seven years ago and it was just me. And at the time I was a corporate territory manager for Parkland Industries out of Red Deer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was managing 13 convenience stores, working 60, 70 hours. Wow. Yeah, and then I would come and tattoo evenings and weekends in my, my, my new shop. Did right. that for about 10 months. I finally secured another tattoo artist. And then, yeah, we just kind of kept growing from there. Wow. Yeah. And that's I love the fact that you kind of took your what, what we would traditionally call a side hustle to mainstream. So you kind of transitioned once you'd had your own uh, physical space. Where did you find the other tattoo artists? Like how, what kind of journey was that in hiring another specialist in your field? It's, uh, I had known, I tried to, in that four, four and a half year period of working at my house, I did try to work at uh, two other tattoo shops in town, uh, but my personality didn't mix with the first one and it didn't actually last very long. It closed its doors shortly after. So um, because with the unfortunate reality of uh, tattoo shops and business, um, just because you're a tattoo artist doesn't mean that your business will be successful. You still need business skills to, to keep a viable business open. Uh, and so that one didn't, unfortunately didn't last. And then the second one that I tried out, I did weekends there uh, briefly, and then I met some other tattoo artists through there. So that's how I met my my other artist, and then they shut down. So he ended up coming to work well for me uh, once they, for you. they closed. So it was actually just it just the way that it worked out. And he's actually been with me since then. So for the last seven, isn't years. that amazing? I love those collaborative relationships, right? Because you know, like like they say, we meet people in life for a reason, and sometimes we have no idea who's going to sort of open the first door for us and give us an opportunity, and then you can sort of help them along the way as well. So. That's a really cool story. Now, tell me a little bit about the school because you've made a huge commitment to your industry, right? So you transitioned from what we would call corporate into entrepreneurship. Um, you know, you've started your own um, shop because of various different circumstances. And then you made a huge leap of faith and decided to really help other folks in the industry by opening the school. Yeah. So tell yeah. us what was the inspiration behind that? Um. Unfortunately, that like that was a the, the decision to to start a tattoo school actually came it came was uh, the result of two parts. The first one was actually kind of a very self defeating like it was a very defeating uh, realization uh, because of two, those two parts. And the first one was is my uh, I was getting really bad migraines, and uh, the migraines were. Um, uh, they were starting to be debilitating, like where they were affecting my my daily uh, my daily life. They were happening multiple times a day. I was starting wow. to get really I was starting to get really concerned about it, and uh, it was to the point where I was starting to have to cancel appointments, like literally on the spot, just before I was about to tattoo. Uh, I finally have medication for that. That's that's fantastic. Uh, so I've I've we've my doctor has solved that issue. I'm on anti seizure medication now, but. One of the other issues was <clears throat> my eyesight is actually getting worse. So when I realized that forced me to realize that I was not going to be the international tattoo artist that I mm -hmm. thought I was going to be, or that, and I know that I'm capable of. Um, so then I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bullheaded. I can't, I can't lose. So 
I decided like, well, what am I going to do to, to stay in the industry? I've already got this shop and um, I don't want to quit. I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to fail. So what do I do? Uh, so then I started remembering back, you know, the seven years ago, or sorry, I've been tattooing now for 11 years. So I remember learning on my own and there was no, there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't videos, there weren't t tutorials. And in fact, the, the industry was incredibly guarded and, um, it was very, very, uh, aggressive. So if you weren't affiliated with a shop and you're trying to learn how to tattoo in fact they kind of turned you away and they weren't very nice about it so uh when i started learning i know i remember how difficult it was to learn on your own uh so i i i started remembering those you know those struggles that i had and i said well hey you know then i started researching the rest of the world and unfortunately the reality is is that canada is behind the globally uh about 10 years in the tattoo and piercing industry so we have we have little to no standardization, any kind of regulations aside from um, what Alberta Health does, mm -hmm. and they're fantastic. They're fantastic, but in terms of like licensing and training requirements, the for example, there's probably at least fifty percent of the U.S. states require uh, some kind of training, proof mm -hmm. of training, before you can be a tattoo artist. And then in fact, in Oregon now, um, they no longer recognize the traditional apprenticeships. It's facilities like mine that are required wow. to become a tattoo artist in the States. And, and that's um, becoming more and more evident in, in the UK as well. So uh, I saw an opportunity that, uh, that I could utilize my, my existing skills and experience uh, to tap into another market that's related directly to my, my existing field. Uh, and so we are now uh, Canada's first and only post-secondary tattoo training. Like we are we fantastic. Are, we're the only one in Canada. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit about your students, because clearly if you're the only accredited school in Canada, then you must get a really diverse um, background of, of, you know, students. And uh, what are the ages? Are they, you know, sort of young people? Are they or it does it come from all different walks of life? Uh, most mostly younger. They're used to they're mostly younger. I would say probably we are also with our license that took me you know almost two years to get so the normal process to register a training program in alberta is eight weeks it took me almost two years because this had never been done before done so before, they, right? yeah and so the students range the age range the other thing is the policy with uh with my training program is we we don't want to take individuals from high school uh, so we don't take anybody from that's 18, uh, like minors, they have to be 18 right. years and older and at least one year out of school. And the reason why is because we don't want to take them out of traditional, um, educa the educational system, uh, sure. because that's going to just promote, um, not finishing. Right. So sure. like, need to, sure. you know, and so if they don't make it as a tattoo artist, then, uh, I think the oldest, uh, one that we've gotten was like early thirties. So. Uh, surprisingly, wow. surprisingly, we've only had one male student so far. But we really, only, yeah, yeah. It's usually it's it's yeah, female. Surprisingly, which is uh, which is kind of strange because this has uh, historically been a male dominated. I industry. was going to say, yeah, male dominated industry for sure. Yeah, but uh, wow. yeah. So we have it's been it's been a mix, but we've only been we've only been in operation for about a year and a half, and then well, no, actually about two years, but then COVID kind of. Uh, 
Yeah. Affected us. In that. Yeah, for sure. For about, a, for about a year, we were unable to hold any courses because we are, we're mandated by um, advanced education and Alberta health like jointly. So. All right. And I would assume really that you need to be, they need to be on, on hand in studio because how else are you going to be able to really, you know, provide them with that real time experience? It's a little right. difficult to do over zoom, right? Like you really need well, them to be there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of training courses that you can get online and and a lot of them are free the the problem with those ones and and just this is just my personal opinion but uh, with tattooing uh, it's one thing to watch the video but it's an entirely different um, different animal when you can actually sit there and be shown what you're watching and sure. uh, and be corrected as you go so for right. my students you know they I tell every one of my students I expect you to be better than me within a year or two years. I want you to be better than me uh, within a year or two years because that's the whole purpose of this course is me giving you 10 years of do's and don'ts. Like, right. well, I mean, almost 11 years. I just started my 11th year, I think in um, September. So, um, but yeah, like you're you're not gonna have to struggle with what not to do because I'm gonna tell you what not to do, right? So sure. you're already a leg up. You know, so there's no reason why you can't, um, you, you're literally jumping the gun, essentially. With so, your so how long is your course? So if I was interested in becoming a tattoo artist, I'm sure that people in our viewing and listening audience may know of someone who's interested in the field. Um, how long would it take if they showed up on your doorstep in Grand Prairie, they were accepted by your program? Uh, when they graduate, how, what's the time frame from the arrival to departure, so to speak? Okay, so to put this into perspective, uh, the a traditional apprenticeship um, in a shop is roughly about 240 hours a year uh, okay. of, of time that the tattoo artist, that's your mentor, would right. be allotting to you out of their days. Um, my course is 750 hours. So, wow. yeah, so triple what you would get uh, in a standard uh, apprenticeship. So it's a, it's a six-month full-time program. But the difference between my program and the old way of doing it, uh, of learning, is that mine is uh, exceptionally comprehensive. So you'll find aspects of this of our of our program that don't even exist in a, tr a traditional apprenticeship. Uh, we teach um, photography, we teach bookkeeping, we have a lawyer that comes in, uh, we have Alberta Health come in, um, we also have. Uh, we teach uh, bloodborne pathogens, which isn't even a requirement by anybody but me. Um, and then we also include standard first aid. Uh, we have like there's so many components to our course that like sure. I said, you never even get because it's a career. It's not right. just, it's not just about art. Um, it's permanent artwork, but it's still a profession, and you still yes. have professionals. Right. Yeah, and I love that you're inc incorporating the business of the business because, you know, to the point that you made earlier, there's lots of folks that have a passion for a particular thing. So, you know, whether it's architecture or the creative arts or even photography, but they, they if they're going to open their own business, they need to know the business of the business. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's one thing to have this wonderful creative talent, but it's a totally different thing to, at the end of the year, know that you've made money or where you want to go in terms of, of your future planning, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we tried to give them a well-rounded um, education, I guess, training uh, of, the, of the career itself. Uh, right. So that there's no surprises when they leave, because I know I remember when I first started tattooing, 
I uh, had no idea even how how the financial aspect of it was. And then right. you know you can get a you can get a very but I'm one of those those people that I research a lot. I research of I research everything when I get into something. I don't half ass right. anything. So I I knew that I had to claim the the income. I knew that I had to to. Um, sure you know, keep receipts. And I also knew that I was going to be a contractor and not an employee. My right. student, my students, however, uh, you know, the general public doesn't even know that, that, that right. tattoo artists are contractors and they're not, they're not employees. So um, it's my duty as an instructor of this program to make sure that they, that there's no surprises to them when they leave here. So. Well, that's a really, I think that I love the fact that you're giving, giving them a really well-rounded perspective. You know, they come to you with a natural talent and they hone those skills, but when they leave, they also have the opportunity to go and work for someone else and actually be able to probably navigate a contract or an agreement with a potential employer that's going to be win-win. Um, yep. So that really adds a lot of professionalism to your industry. Now, one of the things that you mentioned was that you had at one time wanted to be uh, an international tattoo artist and you did, you know, overcome some obstacles and opened the school. So tell me about your personal experience as a tattoo artist. Is there one particular uh, image that you've drawn? Because I, I know a little about the industry where, it's, it, you know, you see these wonderful sleeves that people have or these back tattoos and they're done in phases. I mean, the human body can't yeah. sort of sit for that whole time and have, you know, all that color and all of that sort of thing. So is there a particular image or client that you've had where you're really proud of the, of the tattooing that you've done with that individual? You know, I, I think that more and more people are starting to, that the general public, I guess, is starting to um, comprehend how powerful tattoos are. I mean, they, they help people's self-esteem uh, for the memorials, for the loss and grief. Uh, people get mantras, they, you know, like they, and for hair loss, the paramedical stuff is, is phenomenal um, that we do as well. But um one of the ones that really sticks out for me is this lady had a horrible accident when she was about 10 years old and uh, her, her leg was, was, was um, quite disfigured uh, from being run over actually by a vehicle. And uh, she had never worn, worn shorts in her life uh, because of this massive scar on her leg. And uh, anyways, uh, she's, she had come to me one day in our shop and she said that she had, she had visited a number of tattoo artists and none of them would touch it. So I did not out of arrogance, but out of, uh, because I like helping people. I, I really do. I have an inherent, um, I have an inherent need, not maybe not a need, but a, a desire to, I like helping people. It makes my heart feel happy. Makes you feel good. Yeah, it definitely does. And, 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 and you know what, I've been blessed with a skill that, that can potentially change somebody's life. And, and, and in this instance, it, it actually did. So I, I ended up doing this tattoo for her and we did it over multiple sessions. Uh, as you mentioned, because this scar tissue is so sensitive and it's fragile and it, it takes extra, extra care compared to intact and, uh, uh, healthy skin. So anyways, um, it was actually her brother. It was actually her brother that, that was driving the vehicle and they were both like Ooh. children. And, uh, when he saw the tattoo that I did on her leg and now it gave something like you could, it's, it, we're not wizards and, and, and we're not magical. Like we can't erase the scar, but we can give you something to look at aside from the scar. So that sure. that's the first thing that you look at. 
anyways, when he saw her tattoo, uh, she told me that he started crying because it was, you know, every time he saw her leg, it was a reminder that he had caused that injury. And, uh, and then she started wearing shorts again. She went to the gym and she was wearing shorts and Isn't like, that, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was incredibly powerful for her too. And it was life-changing. And so when she was telling me about this, it was like, you know, I did that. And I just, I was, it was such an immense pride to have um, impacted somebody's life that way just from, and to me, it's a simple thing. It was a simple mm -hmm. thing because it, it tattooing comes easy to me after all these years now. But um, yeah, that, that was probably one of the most memorable tattoos that I've uh, had the, the honor of uh, completing because she trusted me and it takes a lot of trust to be able to tattoo, um, to, to trust somebody to tattoo you in general. And then yeah, for, to, sure. you know, for, for such a large leg piece like that. Um, and then to, uh, just, you know, work with me on it uh, over several sessions. It, it took almost a year to complete it. So I bet there's a, a consultation process that happens when, you know, somebody comes in the door and they, you know, wanting a tattoo is only the desire is only the beginning of the process because yes. then they have to decide the time commitment, the monetary commitment and what image they'd actually like to have drawn. So, yep. you know, do you, do you do is in terms of percentage of business is most of the things that you do freehand or is it, is there a stencil process? Um, I know that there's various different techniques that incorporate number of different, uh, various different deliverables. So how does that work if someone comes in the door and is just looking to have a tattoo and they don't really know what they want, to, what image they want? Um, there aren't a lot of tattoo artists that actually will do uh, actual freehand. So actual freehand is, is, um, is incredibly risky because you don't have a guide you're just kind of uh right. trusting your own trusting your own marker skills essentially uh so i'm gonna say probably 9.9 .9 tattoo artists will use a stencil and that's stencil. a drawn image that they put onto right. the skin and there's some planning and discussion that's involved in that with the client uh sometimes they'll drop an image um without the input of the client but then the client still has the final say because uh we are no longer in the in the 90s 80s 90s where the tattoo artist is the boss it's the the customer has right. now right. you know the industry has changed so the customer is fully aware that that you know this is my 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 time my body my pain this is permanent i own this piece you don't kind of thing so mm -hmm. absolutely way more consultation now than there's ever been before in the future right yeah absolutely and as yeah. there's as there should be i mean it's their, sure. it's their work right we can yeah, still be for sure yeah, we can still well, be it's a personal expression, right? I, I mean, it, and it's something that's permanent. So, you know, the, the, there, there is, it's almost like an unusual relationship or marriage between the tattoo artist and the individual, because the individual is then showing your work um, to their friends and family, but they also have to be really proud of the image that you've yeah. um, drawn, because it says a lot about their personality, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about being in a Grow Your Biz board, because I know that there is a number of individuals, uh, some of them are hybrid boards where, you know, you meet in person or you meet online. So tell me a little bit about how has that been advantageous to you in your business and meeting some of the other individuals on the board? Uh, I didn't join Grow Your Biz until... Okay, I wish I, would, I wish I knew what year this was before I got on the call. I apologize. I, I think it's been a few years for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember when I joined, but anyways, I, I wish I would have joined it earlier. 
I wish I would have joined the Grow Your Biz like the the first moment that I thought about uh, starting my entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the incredible amount of support and understanding that doesn't exist anywhere else is uh, phenomenal. It really is. Uh, and I hadn't realized how much I would come to need that group um, that I do now. And the, and the reason why is because when you're an entrepreneur and you're a small business owner, nobody will ever understand the weight on your shoulders or the struggles you go through or the constant worry and stress or why you can't sleep at night or even, even the wins, um, quite like another entrepreneur. Uh, you right. can talk to your friends and your family and your loved ones and they, you know, after a while their eyes glaze over because they have really don't even comprehend what you're talking about. And the, the, I don't know, maybe the gravity isn't, they don't understand the gravity, but another entrepreneur uh, does and they, then they do and they get it. They, they totally get it. And, and to be able to have that kind of a sounding board, uh, just with daily, uh, you know, daily issues in your business that again, friends and family, they just can't help you with. And it's not that they're not supportive. It's just because they just, they don't know. They don't know the answer. The level of understanding. Yeah. The level of understanding is just not there. So like the, right. the, the ladies in my group are, are absolutely incredible. Holly's fantastic. Like she's, she's probably one of the best people I've ever known in my life. And, uh, um, yeah, no, I mean the, the, the support, even just to be able to just sit and talk and know that you're not alone and that because I feel like it's it's very very easy to to get into that mindset that you're the only one going through this and you're the only one that's ever gone through this and um, you're failing and uh, it's very it can be very defeating being a, a business owner. So hearing stories, it's good. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed with the advisory boards is that, you know, you mentioned a few things like trust, you really begin to trust one another um, by sharing the dynamics of your individual businesses. And the thing that I found most valuable was, you know, it, we all are in business, we all have our, our own, you know, products and services that we're offering, we're very different, and yet we're the same, yes. right? So there's so many things that are similar amongst various different industries. And even though there, you know, I'm sure there's no one else in your group who's a tattoo artist, no. but there's very similarities in as a business owner, all yes. kinds of other things that you share that, you know, just through course, as you mentioned, through course of conversation, it becomes very supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's been fantastic. Like, uh, I, I, I just truly, really, I truly, and genuinely appreciate uh, the support system that I get from from Grow Your Biz, and that's that's why I've I've stuck with it. I I know I've been with them for at least four years, if not longer. Like it's it's been you. it's been a very long time, and I I don't have any intention of leaving. It's uh, I definitely it's I look forward to it. Sometimes I can't. It's a win win. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a win -win. They're great, and the content you you know because we get uh, guest uh, presenters and stuff like that that come in to talk about various topics sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. So like it, you know the content is always changing as well. So it's great. So one of the things uh, I know that you had mentioned in your bio is mentorship is obviously really important to you. I mean, that's, I'm sure, the reason why you started the school, not only as another revenue stream, but also to mentor other people into your industry. So yeah. what we do in the Share Your Story series is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are consistency, adaptability, and tenacity. So tell me a little bit about why you would share those words with other entrepreneurs. Uh, okay, so the first one was consistency, and uh, just from, based off of my ex my prior business and corporate experience and training, 
Um, I've always, I was always taught that customers are habitual. And if you, you know, the moment you start varying your business or um, they'll give you three tries and after that you're, they're gone essentially. So uh, my mom actually is my manager at my shop. So I work with my mom every day. Every every day. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. No, like nine out of ten days, it's great. So she's fantastic, and she's been there with me since day one as well. But um, you know, when we first started the shop, it was uh, uh, they were kind of irritated with me because I made them stay there, and there was no business at all. So you're twiddling your thumbs. There's nothing to do, and I said, no, we have to stay open. We have to stay open. Right. And so eventually, it did pay off because then people started to know that we were there. So um, I think that. Uh, you know, being consistent uh, shows stability and that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for your customers and that's really who it matters to, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. The second one is, is adaptability. Um, you know, you can't hold so tightly to what you think your business was supposed to be because I had an idea of what my business was supposed to be at the start and then it's, it's not that anymore. Like it's my changed. tattoo shop, right? It's yeah. changed and uh, being able to let go of those preconceived ideas of what your business was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and then being, a, be, being able to, I guess, recognize that the need for change and then being able to ad uh, adapt to it and, and execute those changes when, when they're necessary. So uh, adaptability, absolutely, especially in, in the ever-changing market. Uh, and climate, COVID, whether it's COVID or not, like the right. it changes constantly, right? Yeah. And then the last one For is sure. tenacity. Um, I said to, in a Shell Livewire mentorship program that I used to tell my son, and Holly really liked this phrase, but um, I used to tell my son, like, you know, if the door doesn't open, then you, you know, just... Uh, bust a hole in the wall and make your own door. So essentially that's what tenacity means to me is in business. Uh, sometimes you can't take no for an answer. Sometimes you got to find another route uh, because at the end of the day, uh, support is fine. But at the end of the day, if you're the business owner, it's all on your shoulders and you got to find a way. So right. um, absolutely you need to make a way you need to find a way regardless of what that is and what it looks like. And sometimes it's not the ideal way, but if it's a way, it's a way essentially. Well, I really want to thank you for spending some time with us today. I was so looking forward to, I find your industry so fascinating. I certainly found your bio um, incredibly interesting. And the fact that I think you really are uh, tenacious because you've been a maverick, it sounds like, for most of your life. And being able to open doors is really a skill. And you've been able to do that with uh, a great deal of success. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing some of your journey uh, with us today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. To our viewing and listening audience, I want to thank you for joining us in another edition of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. And to those of you who are interested in Grow Your Biz, um, in the uh, description portion of this particular video, there'll be all the contact information. And if you have a story that you would like to share as part of our platform, please join us at shareyourstories.online. Thank you so much.